You're listening to the Evolving Truths Podcast, featuring mother-daughter hosts, Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, where honest and vulnerable conversations about personal growth create a connection between all of us. You're invited to experience the transformation that occurs when we allow the truth of who we are to evolve. Hello, you beautiful heart and soul. My name is Alexis Ray Lopez, and this is the Evolving Truths Podcast. With me, as always, is my mama, Shannon Day. Hey, mom. Hey, Lex. How are you doing? I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing well also. I am feeling a little, I call it helium head. So Mm -hmm. when I'm starting to have a migraine attack or when I feel like I'm starting to have symptoms come on, there's lightheadedness. It's kind of like dizzy. It doesn't feel like the right way to describe it to me. So I've recently come up with the term helium head because that's pretty much what it feels like, you know, when you suck the air out of a helium balloon. I have a little bit of that today, but Mm. overall I'm good. That's good to hear. I was just having a snack before we started to record and brought a napkin into my office with me. And lately I've been struggling. I feel like there's no napkins in my drawer. And usually I might have one also on the table or on the little coffee table if I'm eating, watching TV. And I'm like, where are all the napkins? Found them. Yeah. Are they all in your office? Pretty much. Yeah. So after we're done chatting, I'll be taking the napkins to their Well, I'll leave one in here and then I'll do my best to remember that I always have an office napkin and put the others back out where they need to be. I grew up with you having us use cloth napkins and I feel like that will be a measure of true adulthood when I go back to using cloth napkins. I'm not sure about it being a measure of true adulthood. I approach it from the standpoint of putting less things into the landfill and the earth's in a bit of a pickle. And so anything that I can do to contribute to making it less of a pickle, I'm going to try and do. So that's where my use of cloth napkins comes from. Maybe the next time you come visit me, I might be ready to say, let's go pick out some cloth napkins. Ooh, that sounds like a fun adventure. One thing I have found is most cloth napkins are quite big. So we could pick out some cloth napkins and then find someone where we just cut them in half and then re-sew them. And then we'd have matching ones. Mom, daughter, Colorado, Arizona. Cute. I like that concept. And you can veto it. It's totally fine. We can just approach that when it comes up. I'm not trying to veto it. I'm just like, step number one is I got to get to the point that I'm ready to have cloth napkins. But I do think it's reasonable. All it is is doing laundry. Like, that's easy. Right. I just throw them in with kitchen rags or towels and there you go. It's kind of like raising your standard of behavior in a certain area of your life, which Lexis, I think that's what you wanted to chat about today. A girl hook, line and sinker. You got me so good. (laughs) Yeah, I do want to talk about this. I want to talk about raising our expectations to 
a higher standard when it comes to what we will accept in our lives in relation to other people, whether it be friendships, romantic relationships, family members, we have to set our boundaries. We have to set our standards. We have to set our expectations of what we're willing to accept. And then we have to hold those boundaries and stand by them. I think holding the boundaries is just as hard, if not more challenging than setting the boundary. And this is something in my life over the last three years, I've really had to focus on raising my standards of expectations for what I will or will not accept in these different types of relationships in my life. And so I'm bringing it to you today because why not? That's what Evolving Truths is for. Yeah. These types of conversations. I'd like to circle back for some clarity. You talked about raising standards or expectations and then setting boundaries. I feel like those are two different things. Okay. I could see how you could see them as two different things. I can see where I can see you coming from. But listen to me because... (laughs) I think I see the standards and the boundaries as the same things. My boundaries are setting the expectations. My boundaries are setting the standard of what I will or will not allow in my life. So that's why for me, they're kind of interchangeable or why I see a boundary as a standard. Okay. Okay. I hadn't really thought about it like that. I know see you, seeing me. I'm going to ponder it, but let's go with this conversation. For the sake of this conversation, we can say that standards and boundaries are two different things. I can definitely see overlap. I can see how they would complement one another or how they work together. I can see that. And I think that that's what I'm trying to get across. Maybe they do integrate somehow, or they run parallel to one another. And maybe that's how they relate to each other, not so much as interchangeable. But we'll kind of go with it from there. And we'll just see how it evolves throughout this conversation. Lexis, is there anything that's happened for you recently, an incident or something that's caused you to want to have this conversation about raising standards of behavior. There hasn't been anything that specifically has happened recently to me. But with where I'm currently at, I'm in the sleep in the middle of my bed era. I'm in my starfish. (laughs) Yeah. I'm in my love my robe era of life right now. Like I'm embracing what it is to be alone and be single and to be okay and happy with this season of my life. I'm loving it. Like it's so nice taking up both nightstands and I'm really enjoying sleeping in the middle of my bed. Body pillows on both sides of you. I'm over here just snap, snap, snapping for you, babe. Thanks. I'm welcoming it. It's nice to just have all of my energy for myself. But As I contemplate, and I seriously mean contemplate, okay, because I'm nowhere near being ready to go back to dating. 
But as I contemplate what the next season of dating could look like in my life, I'm continuing to get more and more clear on what my expectations are going to be. And over the past three years, since my emotional becoming really started in August of 2020, also have gone through the process of setting boundaries in my family. I also had to let go of a handful of friendship relationships because my boundaries slash standards of what I would want out of friendships that add value to my life changed. And it meant letting go of the people that weren't able to meet those. So that's where this is coming from. And also just you have friends that are still single and dating. I have friends that are still single and dating. And, you know, we all just kind of swap our war stories of dating through those conversations. I've come to realize this philosophy, I guess, or theory that I set my value by getting explicit of what I will or will not tolerate for other people to treat me. I'm over here shaking my head up and down. Yes. You got to love yourself first. You got to love yourself before you can love anybody else and before anybody else can love you. Because we can be in a relationship with someone, let's say an intimate relationship, and love that person, they can love us. But if we as individuals in that relationship don't love ourselves and we're relying on the love from the other person to fill us, F-I-L-L, we're going to hit something or numerous things at a point in that relationship where there's going to be struggles because we can't be open to fully receiving their love because we don't love ourselves. And we also can't fully give our love to someone else if we don't love ourselves. And this isn't something that's like perfect. As many of the things that we talk about on Evolving Truths, this is a continuous process. It ebbs and flows. Yes. It ebbs and flows. And I do feel like raising the standards of behavior that we're willing to accept from someone else, a lot of this comes from truly getting comfortable with ourselves. Because when we don't, then we often settle for less than what we truly deserve. We are recording this on a Sunday and I feel like you just took me to church. That was cute. I love getting to do this podcast with you. I'm so grateful for the space to get to have these conversations. As I ponder, again, ponder, I'm nowhere near being ready to date, but I can look at my life over the past year and eight months. I called off a wedding in January of 2022. I moved to Arizona three months later. I did romantically get involved with someone, I don't know, six months after my move, hung out for a couple of months, broke up in January of 2023. I am trying really hard to stay single right now. It's your superpower, Lexis. 
Yeah. But part of it has also overlapped with having to take care of my health. Like my health since last September has been my number one priority. And as I'm contemplating this, here I am trying to bring it full circle. As I'm contemplating stepping into dating again, what my number one priority is, is not going to change. It's still my health. And introducing anyone new into this routine that I've created for myself is going to have to be willing to accommodate those things. But they're also going to have to bring something to my life that maybe I can't see or add for myself right now. And the reason I'm trying to get so freaking clear on the value of what I think someone's going to have to bring to me to want to enter a relationship or just invest time and energy is because I know how precious our energy is is because I know how hard I have to work to have that energy to then expend for someone else. And if it's not at a high freaking standard, then like I just straight up don't want it. And ensuring too, the energy that you're expending is also being expended by the other person. We've spent time talking about this from a space of a romantic relationship, but we can shift this, the friendships in our life and having some expectations around those relationships as well is important. Yeah. It's a two-way street. It's a give and a take. And even though you may not be able to give 100% all the time, I do think it is fair to say that there's going to be times that your friendships sometimes have to give 80% when you can only give 20 to add up to that 100%. But you have to see them do that, right? If I feel like I'm constantly the one in a friendship giving 80% of the effort, and then when that coin flips and it's now the other person's turn to kind of put the team on their back and they drop the ball, then it's like, okay, Now I know I no longer have to be the one putting in more effort because obviously they won't. Recently, I've had discussion with my bestie. And in addition to her, we have a pretty close-knit core group of friends. And one of the things that I really appreciate about this group is we are there for each other. We support each other. But we also will call each other out on our shit. Really appreciate the fact that in my life, I have individuals who will say, whoa, Shan, you need to stop a minute. I love Alexis that you and I have that too. When we have high expectations for our friendships and those who are in our life, and we're also having those high expectations for ourselves that just contributes to the richness of your life. Sing it, girl. Yes. Now it's the church choir. I'm so grateful that you said that because it's true. They will meet you there if it's meant to happen. And when it doesn't, then that's up to us. And I think this is where the personal value comes in. Then it's up to us to say, okay, I accept the action that you've shown me as truth. We can either choose to have a conversation with them and say, 
your action made me feel this. And it would be helpful to me as your friend going forward if we could have this be the action. Maybe you've already had that conversation with this person and the behavior remains the same. And then you decide, okay, (laughs) I've given this person enough chances to adjust to what I'm asking for in this relationship and they still haven't been able to do it. And then you can say, all right, I'm just cutting these ties because it's no longer good for me. I think both of those can exist. And then it's just following through on it, like holding one another accountable. And I love that you say that because this actually came from a friend of mine to not have people in your life that will co-sign your bullshit. You can surround yourself with people that are going to allow you to continue to behave the same way that you always have. Or you can have people that won't co-sign your bullshit. We've raised our standards in terms of expectations. A key piece to this goes back to loving yourself first and having those standards for yourself as well. And then in our relationships, we get to state these things and have these expectations. And if they're not being met, we take those steps that you just talked about. That's okay. Maybe this friendship was for this season of life. It was for this specific journey. I mean, that's kind of what dating is for too, right? Like you learn something from it, you take something from it. And I feel like each time you come out of one of these relationships where you determine it's just not a fit anymore, or someone else is determined you're not a fit for them, you get to learn something. You take something from it. And that is where we elevate our expectations what we elevate, what we'll tolerate. Definitely. With the accountability and loving ourselves, the standards, the expectations, the boundaries are also what I'm holding to myself in those relationships, even with family members. Like I have to set these standards of expectation and hold myself accountable to them. I hold myself accountable to the trust of vulnerability of if something is bothering me, then you and I have enough trust between one another that I can bring this conversation as uncomfortable as it may be. I think it ties into the people who will co-sign your BS is that I have to hold myself to these standards as well. I love myself enough that this is the type of person I want to be in the world. And I'm willing to keep all of those standards consistent. And because I'm willing to expect that of myself, then I am able to expect that of other people. Getting yourself to that point personally, you also have to become comfortable with being alone and recognizing that it's going to take some work to find those type of friendships and being willing to put forth some effort to find those as well as I keep calling it intimate. You keep referring to it as romantic, Romantic. but an intimately romantic relationship, right? Like it's going to take some work, but this all goes together where being comfortable being alone has to come from that space of loving yourself and recognizing you are worthy and that worth is not something you earn. Your worth happened the day that you were born. I think- Many of us can probably look at times in our lives when 
we've been in an intimately romantic relationship or had friendships that weren't that healthy, that actually created a lot of drama and pain, but we stayed in them because then we didn't have to be alone. Part of elevating our expectations, raising our standards comes from a space of being able to recognize I will choose being alone because I am comfortable with who I am over being in these chaotic, draining, not good for me relationships. I'm just nodding my head. You summarized it. We set our own value by deciding what we will or will not tolerate. And if I'm not going to tolerate being treated a certain way, then I also cannot expect someone else to allow me to treat them that way. I much rather sit in my peace alone than have that peace disturbed by someone's less than behavior or habits or mindset. Again, this isn't something that happens overnight for most of us. This is something that's ongoing. The more life experience we get, we get these lessons that can help us with this. I've enjoyed the conversation perhaps more than I expected. I think it'd be really fun to hear from the fam bam some things that they've done to recognize their self-worth and some benefits that have come from that, as well as Alexis, you and I bringing back to this conversation, how have we done this? Like what has helped us get to this point in our lives where we are comfortable in our own skin, in our own space and are okay elevating expectations of ourselves as well as others. I like that foreshadowing and I'm definitely going to have to step away in order to prepare for that conversation because I just realized that what I had been tolerating in the relationships that I had in my 20s, I don't want to do anymore. And also, I don't hope for anyone to have to go through the health crises that I've had to go through to like reach this realization. I'm excited about getting to have those upcoming conversations with you. I really do look forward to hearing from our fam bam because I know for each one of us that tipping point is different and learning others experiences is one of my favorite things ever. I'm looking forward to our next conversation about this. I'm also glad that like you got into it because when we first were getting started, I could tell when you're like, I need some background or like, how, why is this coming up? I'm grateful that I could just bring this topic to you and be able to dive into it. Always evolving. Always. If mom and I are totally your cup of tea, please follow the show on whatever platform you are listening leave a five-star rating and review, share this conversation with someone that you would like to have a conversation with. And in the meantime, we will be back next week. Please remember, life is beautiful and you create the magic. Have a good one. 
Connect with Shannon and Alexis and the Evolving Truths community by visiting evolvingtruthspodcast.com. Links are in the show notes. The artwork for this project was created by Julie B. Salazar and is entitled Celebration from the Inner Landscape Print Series. The Evolving Truths podcast is produced and edited by Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, recorded from the Corner Studio in conjunction with Alexis Ray Enterprises, LLC.